Hey there, you're listening to the Wired for Wealth podcast, where we have conscious conversations about the emotional topic of money so that you can get out of your own way and build the business of your dreams. I'm your host, Peyton Moran. I'm a money mindset coach, mom, self-proclaimed foodie, and lover of sitcoms, and I'm on a mission to change the conversation around money. I know right now it seems like you could just feel better about money if you made more of it, but don't put the cart before the horse. Changing your relationship and beliefs about money is essential to increasing your income and building wealth. You can expect our weekly conversations to be inclusive, thought-provoking, and best of all, actionable. While I won't be telling you to stop buying lattes or how to invest in the stock market, I will teach you how to rewire your brain so that you can attract more abundance into your life and business. Welcome back to episode two of Wired for Wealth. We are having another conscious conversation about money today, and I'm so excited to share this particular episode with you because you're going to get more of an insight on the journey that I went through shifting my relationship with money and how healing my money story sent me on this path of self-development that really changed every other area of my life. I am a firm believer that how you do one thing is how you do everything. It's not a likely scenario that you are out here living a financially independent lifestyle and you've done the inner work around money to be abundant, yet you're slacking off in every other area of your life. That is just very improbable. And there's a reason that so many people have toxic relationships and beliefs about money because the things that the mass population generally believes about money soothes our ego. And there's a reason that it's called inner work, because it is work. It is not an easy thing to do. Healing trauma and moving out of scarcity mindset is not like an A plus B equals C kind of thing. It's going to be different for everybody. And this may or may not surprise you about me, but I'm very money motivated. So when I first opened my business, my very first business, I slowly became exposed to self-development. And money mindset work is simply where I started. I was so motivated by the fact that expanding my mindset about money would actually allow me to expand my physical bank account. So that's where I started. And what happened when I started healing my relationship with money is that it just kind of spilled over into every other aspect of my life. So I started using these tools to expand my money mindset, and it brought up a lot more than just money trauma. It brought up a lot of other things to the surface, beliefs that I was carrying around that were impacting me. So starting to really understand how those beliefs about money were entangled with other false beliefs in my life was really beneficial for me. There are some blocks that I've worked through that left negative feelings about money and affected the way I made money, but they weren't necessarily about money, if that makes sense. So for instance, you know from episode one that I did a lot of inner work a lot of healing around speaking my truth and putting my opinions out there into the world, even to start this podcast. So that wasn't necessarily stemming from any trauma directly related to money, but it was affecting how I made money because I really wasn't showing up authentically. I was operating out of fear. And that's just one example of how, even if it's not directly related to money, everything blends together. So for organization's sake, I've broken down this episode into the three most prominent changes that were made in my life when I started healing my relationship with money. I could literally go on and on about how many things have changed in my life since I've done that work and started that work, but these are the most prominent changes that I have personally noticed. 
So yeah, let's jump right into number one, which is arguably one of the most noticeable things on the outside that changed when I completely shifted how I felt about money. When I was out of the scarcity mindset, um, when I was out of the, you know, feeling unsafe around money. And that is the fact that it changed how I talk. It really changed not only my patterns of language, the things that I was saying, but how negative I was on a daily basis. I didn't realize this. So my first advice to anyone who wants to start money mindset work is always this. I get this question a lot. So it's always to shift your language. Your language is like little breadcrumbs. So if you pay attention to what you say, you'll start to bring awareness to those deep beliefs that are driving your emotions on a daily basis. Because you can't think yourself out of a negative thought pattern. It's just the way it is. You know, it's like a loop. So for instance, if you hold a negative belief about money, maybe that negative belief is that rich people are unethical, or maybe you have a preconceived notion about what they're like and how they got their money. So many time you have an encounter with someone who appears to have money, you know, maybe you scoff at them. Maybe you scoff at the person that cuts you off in a nice car and you chalk it up to the fact that they're just not a good person because they have money. Maybe you find yourself rolling your eyes at people who have expensive material things. Maybe you find yourself saying constantly how you can't afford this or constantly fearful of something that's going to pop up that's going to eat up your finances. All of these things that you say and think on a regular basis are going to be really reflective of those patterns, really reflective of those beliefs. So the things that you're saying can help lead you in the right direction of where you need to start your journey. Where do you need to start examining your past and your experience and kind of unearth those beliefs that are driving you? I made an analogy in episode one about how shining the light on these false beliefs can really take away so much of their power. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. It's a really good analogy, but it'll tell you where you need to start. That's essentially what this process is. You start noticing the things that you're saying unconsciously. You bring awareness to the problems. You shine the light on them. You start digging into them and they lose their power. So when I started shifting my language, I started noticing the patterns of negativity, the fact that I had a lack of self-belief, and it sent me along this path of self-development outside the realm of money. Because when I started working on my language in order to be more positive and abundant about money, it pushed me to really consider the weight of my words and what I was saying about everything else. You know, if we have the ability to create our reality and the things that we say on a regular basis about money are bringing about our financial reality, then that's the way everything else works too. So I started to become aware of the things that I was saying about my capabilities, about my body, about my relationships, about myself on a deeper level, and not just related to money. So that is a super, super big, important step on anything self-development. I think when you start your your inner healing journey and you start kind of doing this shadow work and trying to become the best version of yourself, elevating your identity, you know, whatever you want to call it, when you're trying to improve you're going to start noticing that you've just been saying things, (laughs) you know, they don't always mean anything. So that kind of leads into the second thing that drastically changed. The second thing that drastically changed for me was my self-image. So 
if you haven't put this together yet, one of the main emotions that people harbor and feel about money is shame. I'm always preaching to my clients how if they can practice forgiveness and forgive themselves, that can alleviate some of that financial shame. A lot of times we harbor insecurity about what our financial situation looks like or maybe around our financial mistakes. I know personally in the past I have carried shame around debt like credit cards or things I had financed or bad investments. I also felt a lot of shame and embarrassment around all the money that I had spent throughout my life, you know, when I didn't have accurate financial knowledge, when I didn't care about my financial situation. And instead of saving it or use it wisely, we spent it. So a lot of that shame influences your decisions that you make in the future. So once I really opened that door for forgiveness and allowed myself to move forward in my money story without constantly reminding myself of the past, that really gave me this gateway to start forgiving myself for other mistakes and for being where I was. And it created a lot of contentment around just being okay with my own journey and being okay with where I'm at right now, always. And this is essential as an entrepreneur, really, because especially if you're going to elevate your identity, if you're going to become a successful business owner, there is going to be failure. There are 100% going to be times that are not going to go your way in business. And you have to be able to view that objectively instead of taking it personally. So if you can move through that failure and keep going, You can create that lifestyle. You can create that successful business, whatever you're looking for. But you're going to have to keep going even when you don't feel like it. So when you start accepting that that failure is just failure instead of making it mean something about you and who you are and what you're capable of, that's going to make it exponentially easier for you to keep going when you don't feel like it. And it also allows you to start accessing those deep beliefs that you're harboring that are completely untrue about yourself and keeping you from making moves in your business. What a lot of people don't realize is that your self-image and your identity is the main driver of how successful you are. Because if you don't feel like you're capable as a person, or if you don't believe that you're worthy, that that success is possible for you, then you have already eliminated the most important thing before you even started because that belief in yourself and that elevation of your self-image is so necessary to start making these better higher level decisions as a business owner. The third thing and probably the most impactful thing that has changed was how I treat other people. You know, not to say that I don't treat other people well, but addressing my own traumas really took it to the next level of how I feel about people. I started with money, but it branched out into other areas of my life that I began to address. And I'll tell you what I noticed. I really began to understand how much the seemingly small experiences really affect our day-to-day lives. And they affect our decision making. And sometimes when we're making a decision, we don't even realize that we're actively making that decision. So the person that's spewing hate in the comments of a Facebook post, they may not have suffered child abuse or something like that. They may just feel deeply insecure about that particular subject or about themselves. And even those things that we feel like as humans we should be able to move through, 
or should be able to live without them affecting us, it does so much more than we notice. And I think there's a stigma around trauma that it has to be this huge life altering event that changes who you are fundamentally as a person. And that is not true. Trauma is not necessarily about the event that happens. It's about the feelings that are created and then internalized from that event. So once I started to see how everyone around me wasn't making an active decision about the way that, I, that they are, they're just reacting to everything around them. They're reacting based off of their brain's programming. They're, you know, may not have suffered trauma that the mainstream seems big enough. They may have just watched their parents operate throughout their lives in the exact same way. And this really started to give me a new perspective on choice because now I understand that if I am not making an active decision, then I'm most likely reacting in old patterns. And when you start doing the shadow work around that, it's almost like a discovery. It's like you wake up. And when you start to realize that power of choice you have, you start living your life really, really differently. You start becoming more present in the moment. You get really conscious and specific about how you spend your days, who you spend them with, and you understand that all these little choices that you're making on a day-to-day basis, these are the tiny choices that feel insignificant that are going to get you to where you want to be in the long term. And I think that that is extremely impactful, not just on my own life, but the understanding of other people and being able to bring that message to them really does honestly change lives. Making this particular shift in how I see people really gave me a new sense of freedom in my life because I think we all have a tendency to take things a little personally when someone is just reacting to the situation and circumstances in their own life. It's not really about us. And a lot of times when we experience failure or judgment or anything that comes along with negative emotions, we make it mean something about us. And so this really allowed me to move through that and say, hey, this failure that I'm experiencing or this particular circumstance or setback, it does not mean anything about me as a person. It doesn't mean anything about where I'm at or what I'm capable of. And what this other person is saying to me or doing to me or believes about me does not make that true. It does not make it fact and it shouldn't influence my decisions. And so my decisions became a lot different when I was out of that influence that I felt like other people had over me. So doing this work on your own really allows you to move through your life and your relationships with a lot more grace because once you start seeing people as their trauma, and I don't mean it like just see them for what they've been through, but once you start understanding that everyone has different experiences and perspectives, you can really understand where they're coming from. And that takes a lot of the pressure off on how you need to be and how you need to act. You can truly just show up authentically. You can show up completely as yourself. And this really allows you to stand firm in your boundaries and say, I'm going to make the decisions that I see fit in order to fulfill the vision that I see for my life without that external pressure. 
if you can really set off on this journey of healing yourself and becoming this best version of you, you will understand the freedom that I'm talking about. And it will so be worth all of the hard work that you have to put in, all of the consistency that you have to stick to. I promise you, this alone, number three, is worth it. So before this episode comes to an end, I want to give you a little bit of insight about how all these things changed. You know, I refer to healing and addressing trauma, and sometimes that can be a little vague, like how do you do it? And I want to say that the thing that made the most difference for me was consistency. If you're familiar with the brain, if you're familiar with science vaguely, You should recognize the term homeostasis, and that is your body always trying to get back to its baseline, whether that's physical or mental. Your brain is always trying to get you back to where you feel comfortable, and that is so, so important when it comes to mindset work because as much as we can read, as much as you can listen to this podcast and any other podcast in the world, as much as you can have amazing conversations your brain is always going to snap back like a rubber band. And consistency really plays a huge part in your self-healing and your self-development. If you want these results, like being fulfilled in your business, creating a financially independent lifestyle, whatever it is that you're looking for from your life, you're going to have to consistently move out of your comfort zone. Because even if we make these huge moves, take these big steps, we're going to snap back like a rubber band because we're always trying to get back to our comfort zone. So when you can find daily mindset practices that work for you, whether that be journaling, whether that be listening to an audiobook, whether that be EFT tapping, whatever that looks like for you, check in with how you're feeling daily. Check into some of the things that you want to work through and find a mentor to help you with it because we all have these blind spots regardless of how hard we work at this healing we're all going to have blind spots that we can't really see and luckily (laughs) even though we all have different perspectives and experiences they lead to a lot of really common money blocks regardless of how we grew up we all experience some form of scarcity in some way shape or form so get a mentor, you know, whether that be a coach, whether that be an accountability partner, someone that can help check your blind spots and is going to be honest with you about what they see as far as self-sabotage, patterns in your language, things that you're consistently struggling with. And that can really put you so many, so many steps ahead. So I hope you got a lot out of this episode today. I hope it really makes you consider how you can start furthering your own life simply by starting where you're at and changing your relationship with money and how it can really leak over into every other aspect of your life. And I hope this gives you a little bit of insight about why I'm so passionate about this subject, why I have a whole podcast talking about rewiring your brain so that you can become financially independent. I hope you enjoyed this second really raw and vulnerable episode of Wired for Wealth. Give us a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify. It really helps us out. And we will see you next week for another conscious conversation about money.